The Astros flashed leather. The rookie catcher looked really good behind the plate, gunning down two runners on the bases. Corey Jolksman had an amazing grab, but the offense was absolutely flat. We're going to talk about this victory, I mean defeat, by the Houston Astros on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I don't like Gabe Kapler getting wins as a Giants manager. Always Stroh's. All right. Brett's living in alternate reality where the Astros won this game 2 to nothing, apparently, <laughs> in the little intro. And I'm here for that. I'm here for the Astros winning every time. And if you're here for a winning podcast, go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. Become an everydayer. Everydayer is somebody that comes and listens to our podcast, well, every day. And we had some people at the game the other day say, hey, uh, we're, I'm an everydayer. I'm at the game, too. So that's pretty cool. So um, go ahead and become an everydayer. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and go and subscribe to us on YouTube and make us your first listen every day. And today's episode, I wish, was sponsored by Mauricio Debon, but he went 0 for 4 today. Um, so I guess this episode will be sponsored by Yiner Diaz. And this was the Yiner Diaz show. And I know we've been talking a lot about, well, he should be getting more starts. And a lot of the pitchers prefer to throw to Maldi. But Maldi had a good hitting day the other day. But this is what you can see from Diaz once he gets more playing time. He had two hits. He threw out two runners. He, his pop time is the fourth highest in baseball yeah. right now. And so there's a lot of good things to think about with Yiner Diaz. But you have Martin Maldonado, who is the favorite child of Dusty Baker. Well, I don't think it's just a Dusty Baker thing. I do think it is a player preferential thing. And um, there was a tweet because it was Twitter Tuesday on the broadcast. And um, they addressed that because someone asked, why does Diaz get more playing time? And Blummer said, because the pitchers like throwing to Mali. They feel comfortable with him back there. And Yiner Diaz, I think, will get his due, will get his starts in due time. Um Dusty did say, and I'm going to hold him to his word, that in a couple weeks you're going to see Diaz get a lot more starts. Now, with Luis Garcia being out, with Jose Arquiti being out, there really aren't any more excuses for them to not start Diaz more. Now, Diaz was going to start with Brown because that's his battery mate. He caught him all last year in AAA, and so he is very comfortable with him. Today, Hunter Brown had an un uncharacteristic start on the mound. Mm -hmm. walked way too many batters, but it didn't start that way. He started pretty good. He had given up a run here, there, but the walks and the implosion didn't happen until um, a few innings into the game. Yiner Diaz looked good behind the plate. He does have a cannon. He can hit the ball. 
And so you would think that going into tomorrow, probably it's a day game. They're probably not going to start them back-to-back games. No. But going on the road, I would like to see Diaz get at least, if there's a four-game series, split the starts. Two for Yonder, two for Maldi, because now you've got Javier and you've got um, Framber and then the other guys that are there, Belak and those guys, and they may actually be more used to someone like Diaz behind the plate. Uh, something Brandon and I were talking about is um, we don't know. Uh, we need to talk about Luis Garcia in a second, but we don't know who's potentially coming up. We don't need a starter for this week. Uh, so technically the soonest we probably need a starter would be for Tuesday. So uh, JP France, I believe if I'm correct is starting on Thursday. Force Whitley is starting on Wednesday. Sean Dubin is starting on, sorry, uh, Whitley's bat is starting on Friday. Dubin starting on Wednesday, and then Brian Garcia starting uh, started tonight. So um, the soonest you can need another starter would be on Tuesday. And my best guess, based on that rotation right there, would be JP France. And JP yeah. France has who who caught him last year? Yiner Diaz. So you exactly. would think that there's going to be a little bit more of a familiarity between those two guys because they've actually uh, played together. So I think that as you see this rotation get younger, you're going to see more people maybe uh, wanting to throw to Diaz because of the uh, they've played together in the minor league. So that could be another way to get more playing time or just uh, Malnado just continues to struggle. And eventually the Astros say enough is enough. We got to go younger and we'll see what happens. But I think the, Astros just they the too many of the pitchers see the value of his uh his pitch calling his I know he does make some uh, mistakes sometimes but he is a good catcher and so that and he's made it very public the Astros don't pay him to be a, a hitter they pay him to catch and so right get but- that philosophy he's still gonna start no, and that's, you know, and that's kind of been my argument all along. Um, and it's funny when someone characterizes my stance as all Maldi or nothing, because that's just never been my stance at all. My stance has been until the club comes off of him being the starter, he's the starter. And until Maldonado is not in that position in the eyes of the pitchers or the front office or Dusty or whoever, it's not going to change. All the griping and moaning about it isn't going to change anything. But what you do is whatever catcher's in there, you back them. Whatever pitcher is in there, you back them. You you, you may not agree with it, but you got to go with the guy that's out there. Um, you don't crap on your team and you don't, you don't, you don't like slam the team because you don't like the moves. Now you can criticize the moves and you can be critical, but I think at some point, I think there's, I don't know, just like, you know, social media as involved in social media as I am on a daily basis, probably to a fault. It's just like people very like they get their feelings hurt. They take it personally. Like the club is doing it to spike them. You know, the last time Dusty Baker checked a tweet of mine or anybody's to see what to do at the game was absolutely 100%, 0% of the time. He never does that. Um, I think Yanner Diaz having a good game today is a good sign to the Astros. And I do hope that with these, injuries maybe the silver lining for Yanner Diaz is he will get more opportunities like I said because there's guys in there that aren't your familiar veterans 
that have a repertoire and a relationship with Maldonado. So it makes it a little bit easier to soften that blow. And I think Maldonado, Maldonado at a certain point would be willing to give that up. Um, they didn't give a whole lot of starts to Christian Vasquez. That might be a good thing because he didn't sign with us. He could have gotten more and more of intel from us had he caught more games last year, but they didn't have a long-term plan for him yeah. anyway. So he was not in the picture long-term. Diaz, someone said on social media, that's our future catcher. And you know what? He may be our future catcher. If Corey Lee doesn't come up this year and make a difference where he's at and make a move up, Yonder Diaz is the guy. And you're going to see him behind the plate more. You just got to give it time. But tonight's game wasn't on the catcher. Tonight's game was on the rest of the offense. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have to talk a little bit about what happened tonight's game and what happened before tonight's game because Matt Gage was added to the 26-man roster and Luis Garcia was added to the IL. So what's going on with him? Well, we do have a semi-update after the game we'll talk about in a second. And sometimes you need to get second opinions and other things in life. I want to talk to you about Rocket Money. This is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app, you just watched one show or that free gaming trial that you never actually used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. For any that you don't want to pay anymore, just hit cancel. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finances all in one place automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your accounts the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. That's rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb. rocketmoney.com slash lockedonmlb today all right so i know there's a little bit of controversy at the end of the game and i know we talked about it off air but uh dusty baker was a little confused he said that well how was there allowed a mound visit there and it looked like there's a pitch clock violation there but apparently they did have one more mound visit remaining and brian mctaggart did clarify that at the end game and dusty baker said that the umpire said that Maid park scoreboard had a wrong so in that situation, um, it was the right thing, but it just seemed like the whole umpire situation was confused today. Like the strike zone was terrible. Like it you was had terrible. pitches being called for um, Des- Descafani that was not being called for Brown, and Brown should have struck out this the, his last hitter that I think he ended up walking. Uh, that should have been a strikeout. And so I'm not saying this game was rigged. I'm not that type of person. I'm not going to go out and say that anything, <laughs> but I, I just want to see the umpire scorecard for this game because it had to be terrible. And uh, we'll talk about Luis Garcia, but well, I'm sure you want to say something about <laughs> the umpire. Well, yeah. I mean, look, when, when the umpire gives such a terrible strike zone where Ronel Blanco's throwing a third pitch strike in the strike zone over the middle of the plate and it's called a ball. I mean, come on. And there was Del Scafani got messed up because he threw a third pitch strike to an Astros hitter that was called a ball. So it was going both ways. This umpire 
when I see umpires like this, I just think, you know what? Let's just get robo umps. Let's just do it. I, I hate changing the game. You're still going to have umpires. You're still going to have umpires, but you have an automatic balls and strike system calling the balls they and strikes. They can override some of them, I think, right? They can, but it's still a lot more accurate <laughs> than these humans, Eric. I mean, I don't know why you're all of a sudden for these umpires because these human guys, they're terrible. I mean, they were terrible tonight. And right. so at the end of the day, you just didn't do it offensively. Look, hey, you know, something good happened tonight. Michael Brantley was two for two at two doubles for the Space Cowboys. And I think his return will be sometime mid-May, so here in a couple weeks. So that'll be good to get his bat back in the lineup. We sure could have used that tonight. And do you realize how many line drive or center field hits that Abreu has hit this year? Every Almost every one of his outs have been to center field, and they've been lasers. His last hit was 107.7 miles right. an hour off the bat, right to the center fielder. He's just hitting them where they are. And so if we get that turned around, if we could get um, Alex Bregman's 211 um, average to go up, I mean, that's that's terrible. Abreu's 230. He's at 211. Pena's ticked back up to 244. Your bright spots are Dubon, obviously, who's 0 for 3, 0 for 4 tonight. Myers, 0 for 3. Jolks, 0 for 3. So your guys that have been hitting, you just didn't hit the ball. I mean, they only right. managed, what, three hits tonight? Three. Right. You can't um, win a game with three hits. Well, I didn't hear this because I had the sound off while I was doing the um, streaking orange cast. But uh, Brandon said he heard Julia Morales said that Michael Brantley could return as soon as this road trip, which is going okay. to Seattle. So that could it, be this weekend. And so uh, Michael Brantley was two for two with two runs scored. Sorry, he was three for three today with two doubles. Oh, wow and a walk for the Space Cowboys today. So okay. he looks like he's ready, and the Astros will have to decide if he's ready to come off the, um, the IL. Uh, they have technically till the ninth until that 20-day window expires, But so they could take their time. But this is the first time the Astros, as bad as the Astros' offense has been <laughs> all season, this is the first time they've been shut out all year. It is. And so it's just even when you're – the savior catcher, Yiner Diaz, started. He's it's no longer undefeated, unfortunately, Brett. Well, there goes this, your stat. And that's fine. I mean, I was gonna say the same thing. I was gonna I was gonna take a more of a Maldonado approach and say, you know, who was behind the plate when they walked so many batters? It wasn't Maldonado. Right. Maybe Diaz didn't call a good game. It's like you can play both sides of that coin, and it's really frustrating to me. Because it makes no sense. It's like people want to infight with other Astros fans just mm -hmm. to infight. Like, it, it's really, I guess, childish, okay? At the end of the day, we have said on this show, I don't know any other show that says this as much as we do, this year is going to be different. This year is going to be a difficult struggle. It's going to be a fight. It may even be a fight to win the division, but if this ball club can hit their stride and be 100% healthy or 90% healthy, come playoff time, Eric, there's no team that I would rather ride with or claim as my team than the Houston Astros going into the 2023 playoffs because they have the pedigree, they have the experience. So let's take our druthers, let's take the punches, keep going. And someone had had made a comment earlier that said the Astros didn't look interested in winning. I'm sorry, that can't be farther from the truth. 
I've never heard a single player after a game say, yeah, we just didn't want to win tonight. That's malarkey. Sometimes the other pitcher, he has your number. And he hasn't gone this long in a start since the 2021 season. This is the longest outing he's had in two years, Eric. I mean, a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while, right? Right. So, yeah, don't quote me on the uh, Michael Brantley thing. They, they said he could return as soon as the road trip. So that's what could happen. And we know that the Jose Arquiti, uh thing is not as bad as uh, Dusty Baker made it sound out to be. He has inflammation in his right shoulder. So this is something that he was shut down for, I believe, a period of 10 to 14 days. And they're going to reevaluate him from there. But uh, we, it, the way it made it sound like uh, he shut down for a while. And so, uh, but that's a little bit of better news, but we'll have to see how his arm responds. Now, Luis Garcia did have an MRI today and um, they do have the results of the MRI, but they're not telling us normally, but this is what uh, Baker said. He's seen a doctor. They're going back and reevaluate the MRI. So he'll probably have some news and outcome by the weekend. And he said they're also going to get a second opinion. So I, I picked Eric real quick. I pictured Dusty Baker going, I've got the MRI results right here, but you can't see them. <laughs> like, like, come on, guys, quit playing coy with us. You know, we, we know you're not going to be upfront and honest with us. Just, right. just, just tell us, hey, you know what? We're not as concerned as we, as we thought we originally were. Or, right. um, it's a good outlook, but we're not going to make any predictions right now. So yeah. I don't know. I just, I, just I don't mean I have a theory actually about what is similar to what kind of happened to Lance McCullers, where it's not really the full surgery needed, but maybe how McCullers had to kind of rehab and not have the surgery. So, oh man, I thought you were going on the, I thought you were going with the phantom injury. No, um, for no, five hundred. I don't Alex. believe in that crap. But I, I, I hold on, hold on, time out. You don't believe, Eric? Do you not realize that baseball clubs do that? Man, I'm sure they do, but years? like not in those situations where somebody comes out after eight pitches and somebody comes out. Well, and, the Luis Garcia is a little different. Yes, yes, yes. but there's there are times when in between starts they're like, "Ow, my arm hurts. <laughs> I can't pitch. Discomfort. I have discomfort." What's your discomfort? This boo-boo hurts. They they don't say, they send a text. Um, first word to reporters, discomfort. And they're like, all right, boss, I got it. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. But um you you don't you don't want these guys out for a long period of time because the guys you have out there right now haven't thrown more than 160 innings, really. You know, the younger guys, the guys coming up. And so you've got a lot of arms that are young, born experienced that you're gonna be taxing. Right. more than you want to early on. Yeah. Before we get away from the pitchers, um, this was clearly Hunter Brown's worst start of the season, I guess we Easily. can say. And he didn't get lit up. He was just no. a little bit erratic. I could tell in the first inning, he just didn't have his good stuff. He had five walks. Umpire did not help him one bit, but I'm not going down that road. I, I've told myself well, I'm never going that road, but yeah, I mean, umpire makes mistakes, but I don't want to be that person. But he did last four and one-thirds innings. I knew the pitch count was high. He was going to go deep in this game. After the bullpen had to basically pitch nine innings, you didn't have Kent Emanuel this time. So you had to uh, cover nine innings the day before. You needed Hunter Brown to basically do that. And unfor unfortunately, it just didn't work in this situation. Five walks, 
The Astros as a whole had nine walks, which was a season high, and they allowed seven hits. But to their credit, with those uh, 16 runners on base, they only allowed two runs. Two runs. And, you know, there's something to be said, but it was it was all about that fourth inning, Eric, where um, Estrada got the single, okay, then he got caught stealing. There was one out. Jock Peterson walked. Um, Michael Conforto walked. Um, I know. Wilmer Fora struck out. So there's two outs. You're like, okay, two outs. And then um, Blake Sable doubled, and that scored um, Peterson. That gave them their second run. Joey Bart walked. And then coming out in the fifth inning, you had the pitching change where Matt Gage came in, and the bases were pretty much juiced. You know, he he came in and – um, he did a great job. I mean, he was the right call. Look, Matt Gage, I'm surprised the Blue Jays released him. This guy has got the stuff. This guy can throw. He he can throw for gas. Um, I absolutely love how hard the he slider the ball. was great. It was a sweet oh, yeah. and uh he, yeah, he has this little pitching motion where he puts his front leg behind him and then kind of goes forward and it i think it adds some of the break to his pitch and i think oh, this yeah i may stick around oh well may stick around no this this dude's here this dude's here here to like he was he topped out um his sinker topped out at 95.3 his four seam topped out at 95.9 and his slider was all the way down to 78 miles an hour he maxed out on 89 miles an hour onto that slider and mm. you know he he goes out there eric and um he he only got three swings and misses but he was good in neutralizing the hitters and that's what you need you need guys like this to come in he is a power arm and i think he's going to be one of the one of the acquisitions this season that will be the one that benefits us he may play a role similar to what montero did last year where a lot of Seattle fans were like, oh, yeah, we got rid of Montero because he's broken and we fixed him. So it looks like Matt Gage might be him, might be that guy. I think that when Matt Gage, the Blue Jays knew the talent they had, but they it was a numbers game. They needed a roster position. They had a lot of lefty relievers. And so they just gambled and said, OK, well, let's go ahead and just see if this guy clears waivers and. He did. So it just it's just so rare to find somebody like uh, Matt Gage. And um, it's so rare to find a game like so rare. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So so rare is a great game. If you go to so rare dot com slash locked on, I promise you, you're going to love this game. It is fantasy baseball like you've never seen it before. And what's cool is when you draft your team, you don't have to pay for anything. And they're basically like these digital baseball cards and you own them. And once you have them and your players perform, you pick your lineup, they increase in their value. They increase in scarcity. They even have a marketplace. Look, if you want to get really deep into it, you can buy packs. You can spend money if you want to, but you don't have to. You can play absolutely free like I have, and you can add cards down the road. You get to trade cards up. If you hit certain tier levels, you can win signed jerseys. You can win MLB experiences. There's so many things, and they've got superstars like Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez who are spokesmen for them, and there may be times throughout the season where you get to interact with them because of your gameplay and your results. So check out SoRare.com slash LockedOn today. It's a fun game. I love it. I promise if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love it too. 
the Astros were held to a 100 batting average in today's game. The while the Giants had a 241 batting average, and uh, the the Astros only put 23 balls in plays. The uh, so it just was just not a good well, game overall. Do you know that the ball that um, that Jose Abreu hit at 107.7 miles an hour? Uh-huh. expected batting average was 670. Right, I saw that. So by my math, if you look at the expected numbers, the Astros had amazing expected numbers. That's for the <laughs> stat heads out there. Um, so, yay, that's something to get excited about. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like, I love these advanced numbers, and it means a lot, I guess, to a lot of people. But you can have an expected number all you want to. The ball still got to fall on the ground and not in the, and not in the um, you know, fielder's glove. This is a Giants team that's not very good. They've got some stars in their lineup, but they don't put things together on a regular basis. I don't know if you know this, Eric, but they played a game against the Padres where they hit a combined 17 home runs right. in this like series. In Mexico City, I believe the Astros are playing the Rockies there. Right. It's at 7,000 plus feet. And can it's you way imagine higher how many Forest Field, too. Can you imagine how many home runs or how far? Jordan's going to hit the ball or Kyle Tucker because they said over, I think six or seven of them were over 440 feet. They went back to back two or three different times in the same game. And so I'm kind of excited about them playing the Rockies next year in Mexico city. That's going to be a fun series to watch. Let's hope that the Astros pitchers though, keep the ball in the ballpark. Yeah. For sure, and I know I I think some of them actually got dehydrated because of the uh, elevation. So um, like uh, Crawford couldn't play, then a couple other guys could not play in today's game in this series because of that issue. So yeah, you I got know, altitude sickness and all that stuff. Yeah, so that is a legit thing. So that is something you have to be a little bit concerned about. But uh, that we'll worry about that next year. But that is a cool experience, and it seemed like they had a fun time representing or just playing in Mexico. So it was just pretty cool. And this game was not pretty cool. It just was like, like I this game about, sucked. Yeah. Dude, don't slow walk it. This game sucked. This was a terrible <laughs> game. This was not a fun game to watch. This is like, if you went to the game, you were probably like, cause last night, dude, the game before that you and I went to uh-huh. that game was fun. Right. That game was fun to watch. I kept but on waiting for game, a seventh inning when oh, we would score man. five runs. I'm like, just wait till the seventh oh. inning. We're going to score five runs. We did it yesterday. We'll do it again. So now I know some people that just listen to the radio still, they don't watch the game. Like, did you see the wind map they're showing? They yes, are awesome. able to show the wind direction change. I was like, that's pretty nifty. And they're like, yep, seventh inning's coming up and the wind's blowing to left field. The Astros bats are going to take advantage. No, <laughs> not tonight, kids. And I wonder if they're going to have the roof open because uh, the Astros record with the roof open this year is not very good. <laughs> 0-1. Well, yeah, 0-1. Yeah, I was surprised they actually had it open. Um, they should you know, have had it open they, this weekend. I mean, Well, there was one time where they said they were going to have it open and it was going to rain. And then the next time they said they were going to have it open and there was no rain and they closed it. So whoever whoever manages the roof, I'm just telling you right now, you frustrate a lot of us. Open the roof more often. I mean, come on, man. It's it's fun. I, I was at that game too, 2021 World Series, where the Astros ended up winning. And it was so loud um, that I thought the roof was closed. So roof closed, roof open. The offense has got to put the ball in play. And they just didn't tonight. Um, 
The Giants had their number. I thought when maybe we got to the bullpen, eighth, ninth inning magic. Mm, not tonight. It's okay, kids. The good thing is the Rangers, I believe, lost. The last time I looked, they were losing five to four to the um, Diamondbacks. Yeah. I'm going to check that while we're live here on air to make sure that I'm correct on that. Um, uh, by the way, did you see that Mauricio? Oh, no, Texas Pond? ended up winning. Oh, Texas oh they did. Won. They were, they, uh, Texas won six, six to four. Gosh dang it. Stupid Rangers. Did you see Mauricio Debon take out Brett Wisely? And that was like, oh, hey, well, leveled him. Yeah, well, he didn't purposely take him out. No, you made no. it sound like he took but it him was out. A, I mean, it wasn't on purpose. He was trying to get him out. No. He got him out. But it it kind of, if, if you look at the He ran into his elbow. Like elbow. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He, 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 he tried to RKO him. He's like, revenge this. Anyways. And and but that hey, catch by Corey Jolks in left field. Oh, that was phenomenal. Yeah, that's why I put that picture on there, dude. I'm telling you, man, th- this kid's got a grade 50 outfield glove. He he's a very good defender. Um, but let's move on to tomorrow's game because Framber Valdez is pitching, and Framber Valdez nine is, innings. you know, he needs yeah he needs to go nine <laughs> innings complete nine innings game. complete game. But he's going against Logan Webb. Logan Webb is one and five with the 14 ERA. Eric Valdez, two and three with the 2.54 ERA. It is a 110 start, and they're giving away the Jeremy Pena ring. And look, speaking of ring giveaways, probably around May 10th, um, we're going to do our first giveaway, and we're going to do um, a Jordan Alvarez ring giveaway. But I'm going to wait until he has a special game with a home run or something and we'll launch one of those giveaways, but we got some cool stuff to give away for you guys. So stay tuned and make sure you're locked in to locked on Astros. And I know that uh, we did talk about Mauricio Dubon's comments about the giants yesterday. And he came out and clarified today that he had no issues with the players. He loved all his teammates. Um, this was about the organization and the oh, management, yeah. just not playing him. And um, my thoughts were, well, how do you feel about the Astros last year? Because they didn't really play him a lot. Uh, I mean, I guess they did, but he was the Justin Verlander's personal center fielder. But he is playing now, and he's we're seeing what type of player he is. So I think that that's good. And Jose Abreu got some good swings today, uh, and he's looking a little bit better. But we need to actually see. I mean, he had some singles in Sunday's game. And he had some, made some good contact, but we need more consistency from him. That way, we don't we can people can stop talking about the former first baseman because I am really <laughs> getting tired of hearing that name. He's it's, gone. You know, it's gone. Well, we broke up with him. We dumped him. He's gone. Okay. And well, but you got to understand the emotional attachment that I he know. is. It's it's kind of the same thing. It was even almost more so with Marwan Gonzalez. Like when Marwan Gonzalez left, that was you would have thought you would have thought that you kicked someone's dog in the process. Like it was. I was like, but Marwan only had that one good year, twenty seventeen. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Right. Yuli did contribute more, and I really wish Yuli had been here earlier. And I was talking to someone tonight at the gym about about Yuli. And I said, the reason why I would have loved to have Yuli stay is simply because um, Diana says he's my boyfriend. He will always, he will, we will always stalk him. No, he's the boyfriend. We will always stalk. I don't want to get her in trouble now. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. It looks looks like, okay. That doesn't look like Yuli in her picture. Um, (laughs) But 
what we were talking about was Yuli would have a good year offensively and a bad year. Well, he had his good year two years ago where he won the title. Last year he had a bad year. So we were going, well, what if they would have kept him? Would he have had a better offensive season? And would you be able to slide him into a liaison role in Cuba? And you he signed a two or three-year contract. Maybe you don't have to play out all those years. I'm like, but Yuli, I think, really wants to play two or three more years. And that just wasn't in the Astros' long-term plans. Yeah. So, look, there is a lot of stuff going on in the Astros world. And the Astros play the Giants on Wednesday at 1.10 Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast. Sparky and Ford have you covered with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. And as always, uh, I like to close out every show with a little bit of positive news. So today's bit of positive news is Jose Altuve was taking some grounders uh, today. And so this is what uh, Dusty Baker said. The doctor said that he's doing good. He's doing very well. Uh, Same thing as good, but okay. Um, He took ground balls, which is a big plus. The next step is to see how he feels and try to keep him on schedule. So it was good to see him out there taking the ground balls. And I mean, they weren't like really hit to him hard, but just some soft ground balls. But it's good to see him going through some of the motions. And uh, it's uh, we'll have to talk about on the next podcast. Definitely what happens when Brantley comes back, what happens when Altuve comes back and what happens when McCormick comes back, because this lineup is going to be loaded and it's going to be glorious. Hallelujah. That's right. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been the Locked on Nationals podcast. He's Eric Heisman. I am Brett Chancey. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Mauricio Dubon is still the leadoff hitter, and the Astros are still number one in our hearts. Y'all have a good one. And as always, go Strohs. Have fun starting tomorrow, Maldonado. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.